The Cyclist is written by Amanda Keats and performed by Sarah Louise Dean. Sophia Smith began her boring walk home from her boring school on what had been yet another boring Monday. She took out her earphones and plugged them into her ears, turning the music up on her phone and drowning out the sounds of a noisy London. There was nothing good about living in London, she thought. It was noisy and smelly and dirty. She couldn't wait to finish school and head off to university, away from London, her parents and everyone she knew. Sophia just wanted to start over, to create a new life for herself where nobody knew about the bullying, about the dance and most of all about Terry. Just as Sophia started to think her day could not get any worse, she felt herself choke on a bug. Disgusted, she spat violently into the street beside her and was stunned to see her saliva land smack on the neck of a passing cyclist, who was so stunned by the move he narrowly avoided being hit by a car as he swerved to retain his balance. Sophia hesitated, not sure if she should stop and apologise or run and hide, but heard the loud squeal of the cyclist's brakes over her music and realised it was already too late to run. I'm so sorry, she began. What the hell was that? The cyclist screamed. He was young, perhaps a couple of years older than her, but the man's handsome features were scrunched up with rage. I am very, very sorry, she continued. I'm having the worst day and then a bug flew in my mouth and I just... A bug? Are you freaking kidding me? Look where you're going, you daft cow. Hey, Sophia cried. It was bad enough to get this kind of abuse from her schoolmates, from her supposed friends. There was no way she would put up with it from a total stranger. I said I was sorry, didn't I? There's no need to start calling me names. The cyclist seemed to retreat a little, but he couldn't hide his anger. Sorry, that was out of order. He looked up at her and took a deep breath. I'm allowed to be a little annoyed here. You just gobbed on me mid-flight, Sophia winced. Yeah, like I said, sorry about that. She reached into her bag and pulled out a wad of tissues. Here, to remove the evidence, before you decide to have me arrested for spitting without a licence. Because that really would be the perfect end to my day. The cyclist couldn't help but smile as he took the tissues from her delicate hands. I'm Sophia, she said. Sophia Smith. She suddenly found herself incredibly nervous. What an imbecile, she thought, telling him my full name, as if he cares. Tom, he replied, after a moment's hesitation. No last name, so much cooler. As the elusive Tom wiped his neck, Sophia's eyes wandered to the crowd that had begun to form on the street behind her. People were getting their camera phones out and snapping shots of them. Oh God, Sophia groaned. This is going to go straight on Twitter, isn't it? Crazy lady spits at cyclist. I'll be on the front cover of the Metro by the morning. Tom looked up as she spoke and then ducked his head back down, attempting to hide his face slightly with his cycle helmet. Don't worry yourself, Sophia Smith, he said quietly. It's not you they're after. She looked again at Tom as he stuffed the tissues into his pocket and got back on his bike ready to ride off. A moment of recognition hit her. Why did he suddenly look so familiar? It's been an experience, Sophia, he said, beaming a smile at her. I hope your day gets a little better. 
leaned over slightly so that only she could hear him. I wouldn't take any less than a grand for this one. A grand for what? You really don't know, do you? He said with a smile. He paused, looking at her for a moment, before suddenly suggesting she get on the back of the bike. You want me to get on the bike? She asked. Up to you. You intrigue me, Sophia Smith. He cast one further glance at the crowd behind her and leaned in close. Best not, if you fancy it. Meet me at the cafe round the corner in five. And with that, he was gone. Oh my God! cried a girl who appeared at Sophia's side the second Tom had ridden off. He's so much hotter in real life. What did you talk about? Er, uh, not much. Who is he? The girl's eyes widened. You don't know? That was Tom Riddick. The Tom Riddick. Heartthrob, actor, singer. The man is worth millions. How can anyone not know who Tom Riddick is? The girl turned and walked off with her friends, giggling away as she did. The crowd dispersed and Sophia looked up the road, just as a tiny figure and his bike turned a corner out of sight. Tom Riddick, she thought. I was just talking to Tom Riddick. Her heart pounded in her chest. She took a deep breath, considered the new life she so desperately craved and found herself walking in Tom's direction. Five minutes later, Sophia approached the cafe she assumed he had meant. There was a bike chained up outside and a group of schoolgirls, a few years younger than her, giggling outside. This had to be the place. Sophia stepped inside and glanced around. Tom was hiding in the corner behind a rather large menu and caught her eye. You came, he said quietly, genuinely surprised. You intrigue me, Sophia echoed back, still unsure of what she was doing. She hovered by the table and Tom signalled for her to sit down. She did so without speaking. A flash of light broke her silence. Sophia turned to see the group of schoolgirls, phones in hand, snapping photos of her and Tom. I should go, she said suddenly. What are you, sixteen, seventeen, he asked. Seventeen, she told him honestly. Just one more year till I can get away. Away, he asked. I hate school, but I'm not an idiot or anything. I want to go to uni, so I need to stay on and get the grades. I just... She trailed off, unsure how best to explain herself. Want time to move faster, he offered. She nodded. I know that feeling, he continued. But then you wake up one day and realise all the really fun parts have been and gone and you were too busy at the time to even notice. I guess. Is your life really bad? I mean, honestly? Sophia considered this. Not bad, she said, just not what I want. Well, that's fair enough. Anyway, she said, what would you know about having a life you don't want? You're a huge star. And here I was thinking you hadn't recognised me, Tom smiled. I hadn't actually. Well, it took me a minute, anyway. Once I'd got over the horror of gobbing on a random cyclist, that is. He laughed and all the tension between them seemed to disappear. You'll be okay, Sophia Smith, and don't worry about the gobbing incident. <laughs> no hard feelings. Thanks, she said, her cheeks reddening. I'm glad you came to talk to me now, he said. Yeah? Yeah. It might sound odd, but I just needed someone to talk to who didn't know who I was. I just wanted to feel normal. Why would you want that? It's so dull. Grass is always greener, Sophia. Anyway, now you're here, I can give you a parting gift. Something to help you on your way to uni. You aren't that much older than me, she protested. 
What do you have? Pearls of wisdom? His eyes looked past Sophia at the crowd of schoolgirls outside. No wisdom here, I'm afraid, Tom said with a laugh. But I can do you one better. He leaned in close to her and kissed her softly on the lips. For a few seconds, she completely forgot to breathe. When he pulled away, his eyes looked up again at the schoolgirls outside. That ought to be enough to get you set up with a whole new uni wardrobe, or perhaps just a lot of drinks in your first year? He stood up to leave and smiled down at Sophia, who still hadn't moved. It's been a pleasure, Tom said. Enjoy your life. Short Storytime is a collection of short stories, films and plays read out for your listening pleasure. These stories are not genre-specific and range from mental health, science fiction, YA, romance, adventures for young children and everything in between. To reach me, find me at Film vs Book, that's Film vs Book, on Twitter and Instagram. And stay tuned for a bit of context as to what the inspiration behind this particular story was. So the origin of this story is quite a bonkers one, actually. It's basically, I when I was a kid, my mum would organise blood drives for the Anthony Nolan Trust. So I grew up very aware of this charity and the amazing work that they do, they did then and continue to do now. Um, and it was always, you needed to have a needle. There had to be a blood test involved in order to get you onto this list. And now you don't need to do that. You can just spit into a little gadget I don't know what it's called um and I joined the list when I was at the Isle of Wight festival and they were asking everyone to spit into this little contraption and they had t-shirts that they were giving out that said give a spit and this was the whole campaign that they were doing to make it aware that if you're a little bit scared of needles maybe you could still join the list all you needed to do was give a spit genius uh so I thought wouldn't it be funny if I had a collection of short stories where someone at some point in the story spits and that somehow is relevant to the story. I know, completely balmy. Um, as you may have guessed, the book idea did not quite come to anything, but I still am quite proud of this little story. I think it's quite funny and quite sweet um, and entirely believable that someone would just be having a terrible day and not think and just kind of gob in the street and then it would escalate into something completely bonkers as it does in the story. So... I hope you enjoyed the story and definitely check out the amazing work done by the people at the Anthony Nolan Trust. They are marvellous, marvellous people and they need your help.